calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network, with gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. The Hidden People contains mature language, content, and themes. Please listen with care. <laughs> McKenna Thorne enters Black Annis's bower. Did you just call me by my name? Not this one or it? Because you have to now. McKenna Thorne is very sly. Using the name as a title, the magic of the book is beyond even Vodon. Black Annis does not need to call this one by her name, but Black Annis appreciates the strategy. Where is Nyssa? That one is being held by Vodon now, under the mountain. Then it looks like I'm out of reasons not to kill you. <laughs> McKenna Thorne should wait. Black Annis has much more to tell. Why should I believe anything you have to say? Because Black Annis likes this world, as it is. Black Annis has seen time repeat. And Black Annis is tired of starting over. Also, Black Annis has fallen from favor. Black Annis may not survive the wild hunt this time. So you're turning on Vodon before he turns on you. Yep, sounds about right. Why does he want to do this so badly if he doesn't even have anyone's support? Ragnarok! Huh? Ragnarok, the prophesied end of Vodon, 
where Fenrir will kill him. Like the movie? Vodon knows that Ratnarok will come to pass, and then Vodon will die. Truly die. So he rides the wild hunt every time before Ragnarok. So all of this rebooting the world is just to start it over before he dies? He lives the same life a million times because he's afraid to die? What a giant fucking baby. If McKenna Thorne tells Black Annis the plan, Black Annis can help. <laughs> Wow, I am not as stupid as you look, Black Annis. Even if I have a plan, I would never tell you. Oh, Black Annis knows McKenna Thorne has a plan. Black Annis has already figured out some of it. When Black Annis met McKenna Thorne's friend, Black Annis realized something even Vodon did not. My friend, Nissa? No, the short man. Alfie? That one. Vodon has made a mistake by not confronting that one directly. Vodon does not realize what that one carries. But you do. And you haven't told Vodon? Black Annis does not want the wild hunt. And if Vodon is wrong and McKenna Thorne's tall woman friend is not the martyr, the wild hunt will fail. So we just need to make Nissa not the martyr. This would prevent the wild hunt. Vodon would need to start over. How long would that take? Months. Perhaps years. That isn't enough time. We need to stop him more permanently. McKenna Thorne cannot kill Vodon. No, but he can be bound. He was once before. Vodon was tricked. Ambushed and struck down by ones far greater than McKenna Thorne. I suppose you have an idea to even the odds? Black Annis will help if Black Annis can. But Black Annis must also fight for Vodon in case McKenna Thorne loses. At least you're honest about it. Black Annis will rise up to destroy all enemies. So speak. Vodon! He probably should have specified who the enemies were when he spaked it. <laughs> Tomorrow, on the mountain, the martyr will be prepared and anointed. The Puck and Black Annis will accompany Vodon. The Construct Army will wait under the mountain for the sacrifice of the martyr. So if we stop the Wild Hunt from starting, we trap the Constructs in the Earth? Theoretically. All right. I will never trust you, but I will work with you. As Nissa would say, ladies gotta stick together. When it's time, I want you to do exactly what Vodon expects. Try to kill me. That is McKenna Thorne's plan. To fight Black Annis. Not exactly, but we need to make sure he doesn't see this coming. Alfie, come in. Uh, hi, Miss Annis. <laughs> so clever. Now McKenna Thorne can share the plan. He can't see this coming. Here's what's going to happen.
Dayton Writers Movement presents The Hidden People, starring Jordan Lopez, Alexander Chilton, Stephen Gogol, Sean Gunther, Sander Hildenbrandt, Stephen Kallenberg, and Luna Madison. Episode 22, Destiny Made Manifest. Written by Chris Burnside. Directed by Chris and Megan Burnside. Also starring Jacob Anderson, Aaron Crane, Aaron Eckhout-Lopez, Danielle Gunther, and Emily Kallenberg. Under the Mountain. Nissa rapidly scrapes one of the lenses from her glasses against a stone. She doesn't hear Black Annis approaching until it's almost too late, and she doesn't have time to try to put the lens back in. What was that sound? Nothing. Really? Black Annis thinks this one is lying. What would I be lying about? Ugh, get out of my face. Your breath reeks. This one's face is wrong. I don't know what you're talking about. My face is fine. This one? Ah! Black Annis's head must be empty. Black Annis can see nothing wrong with this one. Here! This one must wear these robes. A black robe? He's so cliché. This one should not mock Voldon. You know what? Actually, I think I can rock some shapeless robes. They're perfect. This one should be careful with being so agreeable. This one is usually so defiant. This one might seem... suspicious. This one wouldn't want to seem suspicious, would it? Maybe that one should go fuck herself. Ah, yes. Much better. The time is almost here. Make certain this one is prepared. To die, of course. Okay. Weird. You would be proud of me, Alfie. I'm not giving up. We are still doing this. One way or another.
do with your last night in the familiar world? Your last night before the end of everything? McKenna and her friends are about to find out. Because the wild hunt is nearly here. I still think this could be a mistake. If we could find Nyssa before Vodon tries to start the wild hunt, we might be able to disrupt the entire thing. They have to know we'd think of that, though. They would be ready. And they're too strong for us to take them on when they're waiting for us. We took out two of them earlier today. Supposedly, Vodon has an army of monsters under the mountain, just waiting to pour out over the world. Yeah. Okay. An army might be a bit too much for my shotgun. Besides, McKenna trusts Nyssa to stick to the plan. I know, but we don't even know if she's in any condition to help. She could be chained up or unconscious or... We know that they can't kill her yet. The only chance is to stick to the plan. I hope you're right. I'm not ready for the world to end. Neither am I. I still have a lot to look forward to. Yeah, you really do. We both do. Oh, you have no idea. I think I can imagine some things. <laughs> no, I mean, it's it's not so much imagination as... <sighs> okay, so you remember that time when Riley stepped me back to Conley for the weekend? Of course. <sighs> we had such a nice night in. Dinner, movie... We didn't really watch much of that movie. <laughs> no. No, I suppose we didn't. So... Yeah, about that. Sam? I didn't want to say anything too early in case I was wrong, and I was so busy I didn't really notice how much time had gone by. You know what I'm going to say. I think I'm going to need to hear it out loud. You could be talking about anything, and I could just be sitting here interpreting it incorrectly, and... I'm pregnant. Nope. Not interpreting it incorrectly. So... Hey, this is wonderful. It's wonderful, isn't it? I mean, yeah. What's wrong? Is something wrong? Like, is something wrong with a baby, or, or is something wrong with- Slow down, Thomas. I haven't even seen my doctor yet on account of being everywhere in the world except Conley for I don't know how many months. I don't mean that something's wrong with the... the... the health, you know? Just that the world might end and all. Well, if the world ends tomorrow, then it's no different whether you're pregnant or not. But this gives me, us, something else to fight for. To have a world to share with our child. That's true. I was planning on fighting pretty hard anyway, but I suppose adding a little incentive couldn't hurt. It still seems like something's wrong. I don't know. I just... You're a pretty traditional guy in a lot of ways, and we aren't even married. I know this isn't how you imagine starting a family. If the last year has taught me anything, it's that life doesn't go according to plan. <laughs> and you may recall that I had a role in this. 
So it would be a bit hypocritical for me to get judgmental now. <laughs> also true. Much of this is your fault. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say about 50% is my fault, yes. <laughs> I'd say more. Your waffles are too good to resist. <laughs> Fair. They are <laughs> ridiculously irresistible. I take full blame for your inability to control yourself. <laughs> Smartass. You do realize our kids are going to be absurdly good-looking, oh right? gosh. Hell yeah. <laughs> like supermodel good-looking. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Whether or not we make it through this, I wouldn't trade this last year for anything. <laughs> I mean... I'd like my finger back and all, but all that matters is that I have you. I feel the same. And we're going to make it. We have to. Sorry, I didn't know you were out here. You may join me. I am just enjoying the night air. That sounds nice. I was just getting out of your shop before all the couples start having sex. The world is about to end, and you think this is how they spend their time? Um, yes? How is the end of the world arousing? No, it's not that. It's just, um, wow. Uh... That's one way you express and share love with someone. And if this is it, that expression of love can be cathartic. You are very wise, Alfred O'Toole. That's... Okay, yeah, that's the first time anyone has ever said that to me. I do not see why. You are very perceptive and understand the motivations of your friends, even when they do not understand themselves. Huh. That's really nice of you to say. You are, however, planning to engage in a battle tomorrow with no training, experience, or fighting skills. So perhaps you are not so wise. There she is. I would have it no other way. You are brave and loyal, and I will be glad to die by your side. Okay, so when Matt gives her big motivational going to battle speech tomorrow, maybe don't chime in with the stuff about us all dying. She is planning to give a speech. She better be. I know you really haven't watched movies, but the leader always has to give a speech before the final battle where one or more main characters will die fighting. They may take our lives, but they will never take our freedom! This day, we fight! I aim to misbehave. And this is supposed to motivate me. That's the idea, yeah. I am already motivated, Alfred O'Toole. I am motivated by the countless lives ruined and ended by the hidden people. I am motivated by the tortures and horrors visited upon me for most of my life. I am motivated by the shame and anger I feel at being manipulated by such monsters. You say that we need motivation? Is saving the world not motivation enough while we sit here? bantering and staring at the night sky, an ancient, evil god tortures our companion and plans to destroy all life. 
With my dying breath, I will stab him and spit in his face. I can find no greater motivation than to die in a pool of his blood mingling with mine. Wow. So, yeah, I think you've got the basic premises of the motivational battle speech. So, I hear you want some help coming up with a new name. I will name myself Alfred. I do not need your help. Okay, okay. Just saying that I'm here if you need me. I mean, I need to stop calling you Fack. It's kind of dickish when I think about it. No, it is more accurate than you think. I shall find an appropriate name, one that holds meaning for me in time. I've never brought it up before, but to look at them now, I have to agree with Nyssa. The ant farm is very odd. Hush you. I love those little buggers. I see what you did there. Our lives are so orderly, so measured. Each one knows its exact role in the world, and all those roles are necessary to keep the world going. Don't give me that look. I know what you're thinking. Do you know? You're thinking that I kept ants throughout my life because they represented the clearly defined identity I wished I had. Mm, Close, close. I was actually thinking you're really hot. How is that in any way close? Hmm. I hear sounds, but I'm too distracted by watching your lips move. (laughs) Ugh, you're impossible. You know that? Hmm. The lips keep moving. I think they're trying to tell me something. What's that, lips? You want to kiss? Good lord. Hey, <laughs> they definitely wanted that. You realize we might all die tomorrow. Yeah, I've died twice. At this point, I'm starting to get used to it. Don't you dare get used to it. Oh, are you saying you want me to survive? Are you saying that I'm special? Mm, yeah, you're special, all right. <laughs> As are you. McKenna Thorne. And I'm not even being sarcastic. (sighs) Since I uh, severed myself from the book, I get this chill every time someone says my name. A good chill? When you say it? Oh, yeah. Mm. McKenna Thorne. McKenna Thorne. McKenna Thorne. McKenna Thorne. (laughs) Stop. That was perhaps the weakest, most inauthentic stop I have ever heard. (laughs) But in the interest of consent, I shall comply. No, I was obviously kidding. Sorry, I'm going to need your full and enthusiastic consent to continue. Those are the rules. You can say my name whenever and however you want. Consent in perpetuity. I just need to find a way to return the favor. Just keep looking that beautiful. That's enough. (laughs) Whatever. McKenna, if you could see yourself from behind, I think you would understand me a lot better. (laughs) You realize no one else can make me blush like you can. (laughs) 
Also, it might not be truly magical, but I enjoy hearing you say my name too in a variety of contexts. Mm, that can be arranged. I am happy to help with the planning and the execution. You know that as the one who brought you back, I am in full control of your body. Oh, I am quite aware. Mm, you almost make me forget that we're about to fight a god. Huh. The lips are moving again. I wonder what they're saying to me. Shaylee. Nakana Thorn. Breakfast strata will be ready in 15. We can't go off to save the world with empty stomachs. Thanks, Thomas. All right, everyone. This is it. See, told you she needed to give a battle speech. Ever perceptive. Zip it, you two. McKenna's talking. Zip it, you two. McKenna's talking. I'm not even going to bother telling you how dangerous this is or asking you to sit this one out. I know that would be pointless. Not just because you wouldn't listen, but also because we need everyone's help. This is the literal fate of the world. We're always with you, McKenna Thorne. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Vodon may be an immortal god from the dawn of time, but we know he isn't all-powerful. We have a chance. If we can make sure Nyssa isn't sacrificed as the martyr, his whole plan falls apart. The ancient god can be undone by removing one piece of the puzzle. Okay, so let's show this prehistoric bitch how we do things downtown. Alfie. What? Nyssa's not here. I can say bitch. Uh, on behalf of Nyssa, I'm going to ask you to not say that in my house. Did you just not in my house me? <laughs> I think he did. Thomas laying down the law. Seeing as you're kind enough to let me live in your house, I will accept your absurd rules. But just for the record, Ghostbusters should be exempt. You all know how this is going down, and we only have one shot at it. If he starts the wild hunt, it won't matter if we can bind him. The old ones and constructs will kill millions of people, even without him. So the entire goal is to save Nyssa. Then we worry about Vodon. Right. So save Nyssa, cut Vodon off from Amir by somehow drawing a hundred glyphs that only Nyssa knows, beat Vodon in a fight, and bind him. Sounds totally doable. I'll bring the grenades. After breakfast. Right. Doable after breakfast. You want to thaw me a muffin, Thomas? If this is my last meal, I want to make it count. <laughs> Way ahead of you, Alfie. I approve of this plan. We shall obviously prevail, and everyone will survive. Uh, yeah, I hope so. We've got this, everybody. Come on, let's have breakfast. Hey, in case this doesn't work, or if I don't make it out... No. Don't say it now. Tell me after, bathroom girl. 
the mountaintop, the final battle. Thousands of years of planning have led to this. They're coming. Just another moment. And then? Their arrival is the end of my knowledge. After that, it's just... nothing. Regardless, I can handle a few mortals with or without you. Say hi to Mimir for me. Oh, look at the martyr, thinking she's being so clever. I am clever as fuck. Thank you. Black Annis doubts this one is as clever as this one thinks it is. Your bravado will not save you, Nyssa. Oh, really? Let me ask you something, Odin. Vodan! Has Mimir actually seen me die? Like, yeah, I'm the martyr because he told you I'd be here dressed in this ridiculous robe. But do you know that I'm going to die? Gonna guess from that look on your face that he hasn't. Because I'm supposed to die after Alfie gets here, aren't I? And once Alfie gets here, your fiber optic connection to the future goes 404. This one should stop talking! No, I want to hear this. What does any of this have to do with Alfred O'Toole? McKenna, Shaley, Thomas, Alfie, and Sam appear in the circle Vodan has prepared. Ah, right on time. McKenna Thorne and all of her- Lisa, down! Robin and Black Annis dive for cover. Vodan stands his ground as Sam fires a dozen shells right through him. Nice try, but I was over here. Sam! Sam hits the ground hard, dropping her shotgun and her satchel of grenades. Sam! You're one dead god. Oh, I'm not the one who's dying. Shaylee! What are you doing? I'm making her. I can hold her together? Yes, but then how can you save your brother? Black Annis, kill Thomas Thorne. I'm coming, Thomas. Hello, Alfred. I hear you're quite special. Not as special as your girlfriend, I bet. Fuck you. Alfie raises Shaylee's flintlock pistol. You know, I'll be honest. I'm not faster than a bullet, but I am faster than your slow-ass trigger finger. Sam, Sam, wake up. Odon has commanded that this one must die. And Black Annis must obey. Then catch me. With no thought for his own safety, he uses himself as bait to draw Black Annis away from the love of his life. This one has reached the edge. The mountaintop does not leave much room to run. This is really going well for you, McKenna. Everyone else nearly dead already. Quite impressive. Let them live. This should be between you and me. I have been waiting to kill you for a long time. But watching you suffer first might make it worth that wait. Hey, hold on. You're supposed to sacrifice me to unleash the army, right? So what happens if I just... Jump off this cliff. No! 
Robin! On it, boss! <laughs> Alfie looks around. Robin holds Nyssa. Black Annis looms over Thomas, claws already wet with his blood. Shaylee lies on the ground, her skin cracking and reforming. McKenna struggles to hold her together. It's not over, husband. You're the only one he can't see coming. So show him how this ends. As a tear falls from Alfie's eye, he sets his gaze on Sam and her fallen satchel. My will is inevitable, McKenna. What I decree cannot be unmade. And I decree that all of you will die now. So space. Fenrir! What? Recognize this? Not exactly, but this could be really big. Remember when we raided the hidden vault for the cloak of Fenrir? Yeah, and I remember losing it when it cut through my pocket. We were wrong, Alfie. It always bothered me that we followed the rules, but we still set off that trap. I know, right? You may only take one item from the vault. Uh, we did only take one item. No, we were wrong. When the tooth poked your hand and cut you, I tore that scrap of cloth to wrap around the cut. Yeah, I still have it in my wallet. I take it everywhere. The time I Indiana Jones the fairy vault and got a battle scar. Wait, are you saying that the cloth was also a relic? We didn't know it at the time, but yeah, and not just any relic. Oh. Oh, wow. The cloak of Fenrir. The real one. In your pocket the entire time. Which is why you can get away with lying to the hidden people. Why Mimir can't see the truth about anything involving you. The most powerful cloaking relic in the Unseelie's repertoire. It's not possible. I've had it the whole time. Robin, take her under the mountain and sacrifice her now! (laughs) Bet you didn't see this coming, because you couldn't. I read your transcripts, but you got the roles wrong. Nyssa isn't the martyr, and I'm not the fool. I'm the martyr, and that makes you the fool. Alfie dives at Robin as he steps sideways into the circle with Nyssa. He shoves Nyssa from Robin's grasp, taking her place in the circle. Alfie and Robin vanish, leaving only the pins of five grenades to fall to the ground. The Wild Hunt is over! I will kill you all! Bring it, you sorry excuse for a god! Mimi! Dodge back! To the left! Duck the backswing! Very left! Right! Left again! Kick her! Now! You cannot beat me! You know the power I wield! You cannot draw dozens of glyphs in the next few seconds, McKenna! The knowledge of all things is mine to command! Not anymore! Nyssa tugs off the ceremonial robe to reveal her entire body covered in bloody glyphs, carved into her skin with the sharpened edge of the lens from her glasses. Be gone, Mimir. See you on the other side, old friend. Fair fight now, asshole. 
A fair fight, but you are still no match for me. <laughs> a changeling against a god. You are all fools. A changeling and a halfling! The clash, though Vodon is faster than both of them, and easily able to parry even as they flank him. Black hand is shuffling, Vodon! No, you stupid witch! Finish the brother! Black Annis slams bodily into McKenna, picking her up and running with her right over the cliffside. I am surrounded by incompetence. Are you still attacking me? Black Annis, how am I supposed to kill McKenna when you throw her off the mountain? I caught the edge. You still get your chance. She pulls herself back onto the mountaintop, raises her scythe, and charges. Stop! At just this word, she freezes in place. Did you forget that the magic infusing you comes from me? I may not have Mimir, but I am a god! I can command you to stop whenever I wish! You have accomplished nothing today! I will simply ride the wild hunt again, and next time, I won't have to deal with you, because Mimir isn't here to tell me you're necessary. Perhaps not the order in which you should have done things. Vodan! Hold a moment longer, McKenna. I need to kill your friends. Hey! I'm talking to you. So am I. Me too. We all are. Humans, your greatest strength and your greatest weakness is your confidence. You shouldn't turn your back on her until she's bloodied and dead, your highness. The confidence that nature bends to your will, which gives you the power to bend it. But in this instance, your confidence is misplaced. For I am not nature, I am all. I am the life that sustains you and the death that takes you. I cannot be broken, cannot be bent, cannot be stopped. This delay of months means nothing to me. I am immortal. I have lived more months than you have numbers with which to count them. I am a god, and I will not be... The iron blade of the scythe punches through the front of Vodan's shirt. He falls to his knees. She looms over him. How? How? How did I move after you froze the magic in my body? Simple. I never had any magic. Impossible! I would have known! Known what? That I was using magic to disguise myself as her? Yes, you would have seen right through magic. <laughs> So instead, I just cut and dyed my hair. Idiot. She twists the blade again, but Vodan lunges forward, headbutting her away. She stands, the scythe still impaling him. You think you won? Not yet, but give us another minute. No! Liliana's knife. <laughs> <laughs>
You know where this is going. You're cut off from Amir. You've been fatally stabbed with iron. And three women are about to embarrass the hell out of you. Four women. I control you! Your path to life were determined for me! I chose my name! I made myself who I am! I am your divine destiny! Made manifest! I manifest my own destiny! You cannot win, McKenna Thorne! Just keep saying my name! McKenna Thorne! McKenna Thorne! McKenna Thorne! McKenna Thorne! McKenna Thorne! With speed, even the injured god cannot match. McKenna drives Liliana's knife into Vodan's eye. Vodan collapses. His eye, now crystalline again, rolls away, unnoticed by all of them, save one. Is it over? Is he? I cannot be contained. He's weakened. But we need to get him to the binding chamber in Arcadia. It's the only place we can be sure we'll hold him. Is it safe to transport him like this? Maybe we should wrap him up in iron or something. The scythe embedded in his back might have a similar effect. Scythe? McKenna? McKenna? Put it down. The Eye of Vodan. How Earth flows from it. Give it to me, McKenna. That is not my name. Do you know what we could do with this? What I could do with this? It's evil. You don't want to do anything with it. Just drop it. We've lost enough today. I could reclaim my life a dozen times over with this. I could have my identity. Sure. But you know what? You could have reclaimed a dozen times already, and you didn't because you're a good person. You're a hero now. You helped to save the world. You don't need a new identity. You already have one. Whatever you call yourself, that's just the final step. You are one of the people who just saved the world. I'd say that's enough identity for anyone. Yes. I don't need trinkets or gods to tell me who I am. I know who I am. I shall be called Red. Red? Really? But you're not a redhead. You're all idiots. It's an abbreviation. Yes, Nissa Sip's daughter. I take my name from the bravest warrior I have ever known. Alfred? God damn it, Alfie. He, he died for me. He, he died for me. And stopped the end of the world. I don't know if that's worth losing him. He didn't do it to save the world. You're right, Miss. He did it for you. 
for us. He never gave up on us. Not once. He wouldn't even know how. We do not deserve the sacrifices of our friends. But we must try to. We won't forget him. Or Riley. No. We'll tell our kids this story. Their story. Now you know why we don't make circles. Only when Aunt McKenna is coming. That's right. And it's almost that time. Can we do it, Papa? Can we make the circle for them? I'm sure Aunt McKenna would appreciate that. How much of that story do you actually believe? Do you really think my parents would lie to me? But gods and monsters? Ugh, leave. My aunt is about to teleport into a circle our kids are making. My aunt and her wife, who have not aged in decades, who now look younger than we do. Good point. Aunt McKenna! Aunt Shaley! Hi, kiddos. Did you make this circle yourselves? We did. We had to make a square first for the fire. Circles can be dangerous when you don't know who can step through them. I helped! It's a very good circle. Hi, Aunt McKenna. Hey, Riley. What's up, Kennedy? Lee was just telling the kids your story. Already? Aren't they a bit young for that? I left out the gore. It's still a violent story. I anticipate sleepless nights followed by nightmares. If they're too traumatized, I can always... No magic. They'll deal with it just fine. They're thorns. They can handle it. Have you heard from your Aunt Red at all? Not in the last year. She dropped off the map. We can't find her anywhere. Your dad is really upset, Riley. Yeah, I know. We'll find her. Don't worry. I'm sure you're right, and... She can't take care of herself. (laughs) She really can. Aunt McKenna, tell us what happened after you killed the god. They didn't kill him. You see what you did, Lee? We didn't kill him. We just put him in a special jail because he was very bad. Told you. I was paying attention. What happened after that, Aunt McKenna? Papa stopped there. You just sat through a really long story. You want another one? Yes! (sighs) All right, sit down by the fire. It's an even scarier story than the one you just heard. It all started right after we defeated Vodon. Even though we were pretty sure that he couldn't have survived, we knew that we had to go into that mountain to find Alfie. We had to be sure. So, Aunt Shaylee called this bloke who knows a bloke who knows a shaman. Writers Movement presents The Hidden People. Executive producers Chris Burnside and Megan Burnside. 
Producers Alexa Fett Fisher, Sarah Gellner, Xander Hildenbrandt, Emily Kallenberg, Stephen Kallenberg, Jordan Lopez, and Catherine Seaton. Lead writer Chris Burnside. Script editors Megan Burnside and Alexa Fett Fisher. Sound design, score, and original music by Catherine Seaton. Audio production McKinney Botts, Chris Burnside, and Catherine Seaton. For more on The Hidden People, visit our website at hiddenpeoplepodcast.com. Please. 
Do not wander away! These are no match for Black Annis! Powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Hi everyone, Chris and Megan Burnside here. We are the creators of The Hidden People. We're always working on at least two Dayton Writers Movement shows. So unlike Thomas Thorne, we don't have the time to shop, prep, and cook healthy and delicious meals. That's where Green Chef comes in. They deliver everything we need to cook and eat clean meals. Green Chef recipes are chef-crafted, nutritionist-approved, and packed with clean ingredients that support a healthy lifestyle. Green Chef's culinary menu of meals is full of diverse options each week. You can choose from 80-plus flavor-packed options and easily customize your plans to suit your lifestyle with preferences like keto, plant-based, Mediterranean, quick and easy, protein-packed, and gluten-free. You can even mix and match meals and flavors from different categories. You know which meal I really liked? The pork? Yep. The pork filet over cheesy cauliflower mash. The recipe was simple to follow, and we were really impressed with the ingredients from the farm-fresh produce, quality cheeses, and premium pork. In under 30 minutes, we had a delicious meal that Thomas would put his stamp of approval on. If you're interested in testing out Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well, go to greenchef.com slash hiddenpeople50 and use code hiddenpeople50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next two months. Again, go to greenchef.com slash hiddenpeople50 and use the code hiddenpeople50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next two months. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. 
Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.